Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> Mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and go to places that make me feel good and things that Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. When we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. second show of the day. Technically, it's Thursday now, uh, September 24, 2020. It is 2.34 a.m. because y'all know that um, I'm very blessed. I'm very um, anointed. And sometimes when I do a show, y'all will hear these cadences. And it's funny because they don't censor. It's not like, you know, blog talk or iTunes. Pandora, anybody senses this. And uh, so I go because after my shows are over, I usually put my headphones in my earbuds and I listen to the show to make sure that things are clear. And in the show, it was a real lighthearted show, but in the beginning, I started this show by um, apologizing to the spirit of Brianna Pitt. You know, you know it, it's just, it's too much the Breonna Taylor situation, uh, I have to be melancholy about that because there's nobody in the United States of America that thinks it should be okay, her and Blossom Jean, to go in your own African-American home, lock the door, someone break down the door, come in the door, and kill you in your own home, a cop. So I started the show off solemnly earlier. And I also started to show off by calling the district attorney down there a fucking coon, because he is. I don't even want to say his name, because I'd rather just throw it in the flames, okay? Getty season is upon us. Uh, you know, it's, the veil is getting very thin. We're in the middle of Maybon right now, so happy Maybon. Brood highs and brood headies and brood holes and mm-hmm. I've been drinking a little bit on this show, so I'm drinking a kettle one. 
mint cucumber with lychee and coconut water because, you know, I'm just trying to keep slim. So I started the show off like that. And so if you've been listening to the show, and congratulations to myself, this is my 350th episode. We now have probably because of my um, – about following with Santa Muerte, Santissima, whatever you want to call her. Um, we now have 19% of our listeners in Spain, so thank you very much. And then this year, so um, I went back to listen to the show from earlier because I did a show earlier about 5 o'clock. And it kept saying loading for smooth playback. So I actually took a picture of it at 2.16 this morning that shows that that show was literally, it was like it was like frozen in time. Y'all know Mars and all that other shit is in retrograde and that shit. Mars and Mercury especially fucks with your technology. So you're going to send the text message to the wrong person. Be careful, bitch. Don't be sorry. Be careful. You're going to do a whole bunch of shit that doesn't make sense technology-wise. Just be mindful of that. So the show did not play. Now, this is probably the second time that I had a show that I was venomous in the beginning or perhaps said shit that I should not have said. And if anybody's been listening to me, I'm telling you right now, I can do the show in New York City on top of the fucking Empire State Building, reception cleared in a motherfucker. And if it's not meant for me to put a message out, literally that show will not be heard or whatever the fuck. Like, I listened to the last show, The Trigger Warning, for, again, you guys are amazing. You love that show, and a lot of you came forward. And um, I actually got to speak to one girl in particular with the Dear Auntie. So if you guys don't know, I also write a column for the Art Voice. So it's artvoice, A-R-T-V-O-I-C-E dot com. It's called Dear Auntie. Yes, I know the child been tagging Little Duval in my shit, and I'm about to make my page private in a minute again because I don't fucking feel like having these conversations with unk and shit. So, um, which, whatever the fuck. So uh, I went back to listen to the show, and I was like, what did I say on that show that perhaps Spirit did not want me to get out? Because I know in my old show, Trigger Warning, a lot of the venom that I was spitting was dragging the fuck out of said girl. And perhaps when I was emotional saying things, um, I, I try to do my shows where, like, you may know who I'm talking about or you may not, but if you're the fucking person that I'm talking about, you definitely know I'm fucking talking about you. The only time I say names, like, we talk about uh, Super Sent, when she, she did the whole thing about Lewis, and she was like, where are you going to put me at, Lewis? What house she going to take her to, Lewis? Like, I've only done, I think, like, two shows like that, and that was because you motherfucking men, got fucking confused again, thinking that you could just speak to me and just do me any type of fucking way. And so when I get on here and I have to say your fucking government name, like, it's a wrap. Because you know that anything that I'm saying about you is not hearsay. It's not slander. It's a fucking fact. And if you would like to sue me, which is why I don't say a lot of people's names, because it's not that it's it's hearsay. It's more so like I'm protecting you because I am trying to keep intact certain things, right? So when I don't give a fuck, that's when I'm going to be, like, super, like, Lewis, you know, and saying whatever name I need to say. So I did that with that motherfucker down in Texas, and I did that with a gentleman around the time that my grandmother passed, which is around this time. This is also around the time my Uncle Dennis passed. So there's a lot of death energy coming through here, healing energy, and that's what Maybon is about. So if you're not 
in the craft if you're not in the know. Maybon is um, it's autumn equinox. It takes place the day of autumn equinox, which is September 21st, and it goes on for seven days. And basically, it's just a celebration. It's technically a pagan Gaelic holiday, so it's like an Irish-made holiday where, and it's not just for white people. It's not. It's about where we're celebrating harvest. We're celebrating the seeds that we sowed. Uh, we are celebrating Persephone's descent. If you're into Greek mythology, we're celebrating Persephone's descent back into the underworld, not to be confused with hell, the underworld, um, where she reunites with her husband, Hades, because that was part of their contractual agreement that they had when he married her and basically tricked her into getting a contract where she would live six months with him in the underworld and six months on earth spreading flowers and shit. And that's why we eat pomegranates and give uh, those type of things to the altar. So Persephone's situation sounds all very familiar to me, you know, where she was uh, not bamboozled uh, or forced into a contractual agreement with someone that loved her, but that she had, she didn't really have much of a choice. Um, because she had to fulfill her duty. So May Bond is a time where apples are very important. Honey is very important because I can't get over the border. I found another honey distributor near to me because I like to buy that shit by the buckets. I make candy with it, throat lozenges, all that shit is coming out on 716CBD.com. Guys, my labels, the new labels just came in today. for us. So we have three new flavors, I'll say, of the shea butter. So it's dragon's blood, cherry tobacco. The men are going to love that shit. And um, fig. So I love figs. I actually have a fig tree. Miss Mary gave it to me, the woman that makes my cakes, my good Scorpio lady. I love Miss Mary. Um, she's been making my cakes for my son for the last, and my family for the last 10 years. So when I go back to listen to the show and I see that it's not loading, this is a clear sign. So I don't get upset if I miss a flight, if, you know, I have a flat tire. Like, I might be inconvenienced for a moment, but I don't get upset because I think what on the other side of this could have been 10,000 times worse than me getting a flat tire, me getting a canceled flight, or me not getting something that I think that I wanted. So I had this conversation with my sister, and I was telling her, and I said, well, congratulations. She said, I don't celebrate mediocrity. And I said, this is not about mediocrity. This is about we had a conversation about if that particular section is for you, it will always be for you and you will have it. When something is not for you, you're not going to fucking have it. And that's just, it's just what it is. And it's funny because I, I think about this in my taste in cars and in my taste in home, for which I, for which I own. When I, my taste in houses 15 years ago is 1,000% different than what my taste is now, my taste in cars. So I would have just been happy to get like a little roller skate car. And that is not what the gods wanted for me. And so I talked about on the show that I had to fucking delete because it would not load. So I went on the computer, I went in the phone, and I was like, okay, Yowler did not want me to say certain shit that was in the show, so it's fine. Um, and I think it was because I hold a political position in my in my city and me, I try to stay out of politics. I know it sounds crazy because I am in politics, but I try to stay out of politics as far as, like, bashing the president, any of them, or anything like that. I don't really make Trump posts. I never make really Obama posts other than, you know. And um, 
so me calling the DA in uh, Kentucky a motherfucking coon and wishing that all my sisters in the cloth and in the craft um, decree and take his name and put it in a jar, burn it in the fire. That's what May Bond is about. It's about um, not a scorch the earth, but it's about, okay, harvest is over. The tree should be naked. There should be nothing else that needs to be collected. We sowed our seeds. We are preparing for winter, so the shorter days of the year. And I called for action that we take the officer's name and we place them in fire. We place them in piss water, vinegar, you know, things of such. Um, I also talked about the fact that everyone was screaming, no justice, no peace. So this is this is why y'all get upset with me. So, okay, you didn't have justice. So where's the chaos? So remember when I said, I said before, I said some of you are running around saying that you're nonviolent or that you are um, peaceful. And in order for you to be peaceful, unfortunately, and this is just all throughout history, you have to be capable of war. You cannot have peace without some agent of chaos, right? Because then how would you know what peace was if you didn't know what chaos looked like, right? So I posted something several months ago, and I'm sure that I've posted it every year, where it says if you think that you're peaceful and you are not capable of war, violence, or chaos, you are actually not peaceful, you are harmless. And there's a difference. Y'all can keep praying. Y'all can keep doing whatever the fuck you want to do. As long as y'all still gangbanging and Zimmerman is walking around free like nothing's happening, talking shit about people, about killing Trayvon and selling the fucking clothes, like like just low-class, low-budget type shit, I don't want to hear nothing. You know, I, I don't want to hear nothing. I see these posts all the time where these black men are like, you know, how come black women don't feel protected by us and this is this? Listen, I know that there is a large section of y'all that go to bat for your daughters. You may even go to bat for your mama. Some of you may even go to bat for your wives. But y'all all, you know, there is a large section and population of men that do not protect their sisters. They do not protect their aunties. They do not protect the women that they love or have loved. They do not protect us. And so one of the reasons, like, y'all recently have said, like, oh, Denise, you know you date crazy men and da-da-da. No, I don't. I don't. Well, they are sick, but I date protective men. I date men that I know. Like, if, if I ask a motherfucker, and I, obviously I'm not going to say what I say on air, but I need to know that you'll run through a wall for me, just like I would do for you. Okay, I may not run through the wall. I may they may have a motherfucker that can build around it, you know, build you a, a you know exit strategy. But at the end of the day, I don't fuck with motherfuckers. Like like a lot of times, I read some of your posts and read some of the things. And I'm like, what type of motherfucker man y'all got? Like, what? you know. And it's not to say that I'm not allowed to do certain things. I just like I said, I've been very fortunate where I have been told quite literally, usually within the first like 90 days, like, okay, it's fine. You need to go sit down now. And um, I had a conversation not that long ago with the next, and he said, it's not that I kept you in the house. I said, you did. Like, you, I was young. I was dumb. I didn't know anything. And so all I did was go to work and go to school, similar to what the fuck I do now, except I don't go to school. I teach classes now on how to do certain shit. And 
I remember him telling me, like, no, that's not what it was. It was for safety and this, this, and this. And I was like, I always felt like I was being hidden. And he's like, that's no, you being hidden from the ratchet, raggedy shit that I was doing. But at the same time, you know, you protect the things that you love, right? So if you love this certain model car, yes, you might take it out for a stroll and take it out for a spin. But, like, are you going to have this beautiful, and I'm going to get to why the show is called uh, Maybach and Maybach. Um, are you going to have a Maybach sitting parked on the side of the street? No, you're going to have a fucking garage built for that fucking $300,000 car. You know, you're not going to just leave it out there like that. And so a lot of things later on as I get older, I start to understand why I feel like I was neglected or like a motherfucker didn't care. And I was like, no, I cared too much. That's why I didn't want your ass out here doing this and out here doing that. So the show is called Maybach and Maybach because I – had a great week. I had a conversation with Ankh, and y'all know I'd be breaking up with this motherfucker, like, and he'd be breaking up with me, like, every third and fifth Sunday. I'd be breaking up with him every fourth and 11th Tuesday and shit. It's just, it's what we do. And, it, and it's funny because it's not chaotic. Nobody did shit. Nobody went to the left. Nobody, you know, he's done some inappropriate shit that I addressed and then put the shoe on, the proverbial shoe on the other foot. And he had expressed that he would do physical harm to me. You know, I'm joking, but I'm just saying. So we understand that that's not okay. So, and I always follow a man's lead. If it's okay for you to go to movies with motherfuckers, sure, I'm going to the movies too. Like, if it's okay, like, you know what I'm saying? You out here embarrassing me. That's why I don't be claiming these hoes. And I, and I also said, if it's not my husband, it's my hoe. And I don't give a fuck because I don't know what the fuck they be calling me behind my mother. He be calling me behind my motherfucking back. So he claims he calls me his little lady, but we'll see. So I had a great week. You know, I came to the conclusion that if I take my ego out of certain shit, that I would get what I wanted and then everybody is happy because I realized that I'm pretty closed off emotionally. So my throat chakra is open in the motherfucker. My sacral chakra is open. Um, At one point, my heart chakra was too open, which is why it was guarded so much because I was so scared to give out you know, the love. So when you love somebody, it's just, it's very disgusting for me to have to say this, right? Especially if you feel like y'all are not on the same frequency of love, right? So I made the decision. I said, well, you know, our relationship for me is not dying, you know? So to sit there and watch somebody try to find the words to say like, what I'm doing with you, it, you know, could potentially lead to something that's going to hurt us both, like our feelings, or physically too, you know, I'm here for it, like, give me my little rubber boots, I'm here for it, let's get this shit going, you know, and um, I think we have a tremendous, uncle. and I have a tremendous amount of respect for each other, so that's why, like, we try to cut each other off all the time, and it just, it hurts to do that, and so I'm a hedonist, so I'm somebody that I'm going to take all the love that I can get from the person that I want it from, and then really nothing else compares, right? So it's not that I'm not a cheater. It's just that I've become completely, like, obsessed with the person that I'm with because I like the way you look, I like the way you smell, I like the way you feel. And so, like, I'll do anything to keep that vibration, to keep that frequency. And typically my men are the same. My men go through these phases where, you know, my beloveds, they go through these phases where they be, like, trying to cut me off because they like, this is too much, this is overwhelming, this is not me as a person, but just the, the energy, like, my love, right? And and I be hating hoes, so I don't even, you know, 
Um, and then they, they feel like it's almost, you know, Saladin calls me Lady Heroin. He said, I've never seen a man leave you and be better off without you. I've never seen a man leave and then be like, I hate this bitch and, and you know, talk trash about me or say that they didn't love me. Because they'll say a lot of shit. She's crazy. She did. She fucking burned my house down. Whatever. Whatever they want to say. Um, but you ain't going to say you didn't love me. You ain't going to say, you know, that certain things was whack or trash or that, you know, I didn't feed you. I didn't, you know, you're never going to say that she did. Like, this is all on you, my guy. You got to, you got to explain what the fuck happened. So I always, you know, look at Unc and just be like, this is a cycle that needs to be completed because if you've read the book, Daniel Lane, Die of a Hot Mess, the Rod character in the book is Unc's character in real life. And I didn't realize that they were the same person because that was, you know, 30, no, 25 years ago. Um, So now that I see it's the same person, I'm like, holy shit, like this is a cycle that needs to be, this is a true throwback Thursday. So for a very long time, and I told y'all this, he was like, no, it wasn't me. And I'm like, motherfucker, it was you. Like, I I know. That's why when I seen the motherfucker, I'm like, I've seen this motherfucker before. So I look at my relationship with Anka as this is a cycle that needs to be completed. You know, we're under contract. He invests in my business. He, you know, takes care of that. Um, but like he told me, he said, I'm not a thoughtful nigga, but, I, but I'm but i a caring nigga, you know. And um, I said, well, my love language is money. So you don't have, I don't, I don't require a motherfucker to come in and do the world. And I've had all that. I've had the world petals on the floor. I've had you know, the the jewelry I've had, motherfuckers that that was creative and that's what that's what they did. This is not this type of man. And so as women we have to look at again, remember I told you, know what type of motherfucker that you're dealing with. Know what type of Negro you got. You know? And so, um, I sat there and it just it choked me up like that he was sitting there and I'm looking at him and he doesn't want to go. Like he doesn't want to leave, and this is after we fought and was like WWE at the lake and fucking leaves in my hair and shit, and I'm rolling around trying to kick him in the face, because it's just it's a lot of aggression. So you have two violent people previously. You have two people that are, you know, struggling with, you know, the shit that goes on in their mind and in their head and then have trust issues and they're paranoid and post-traumatic stress disorder. So you have two people <laughs> that, for all intents and purposes, should not, like 100% probably should not fuck with each other because it could be potentially life-threatening and dangerous and here we are just follow la 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 and we have never like crossed that I don't even I'm trying to think I don't even think this motherfucker's ever yelled at me like I don't think like maybe in a text message but never like you it just it doesn't happen and I don't push his fucking buttons either because it's just I don't need that so I'm looking at him and I'm like he doesn't want to go so why the fuck are we doing this like wait for the shit to die organically and that part hurts, it does, because when you are looking at somebody and you're just like, I don't feel the same way about them, I felt abandoned, or you left me, or you start getting in your head, like, well, what the fuck was you doing for the last five months or three months? Like, do you know what I mean? And how dare you date people before me? Because I'm funny like that. I'd be like, bitch, why you ain't just wait for me? Like, well, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, oh, you wasted all this time, and we could have just been, you know, so... I don't know what happened, but I sat there, ladies, and I became completely vulnerable, and I just said, I don't want to be with anybody else. I have not been with anybody else, and I don't want to be with anybody else but you. And it was like this thing just happened with them where it was like whatever 
whatever cloud he was under, it was lifted. So now we're hugging and everything is okay and we're good. And I could just feel like it was just lighter. So I don't, again, I told you, he's an older motherfucker. So they, they run you these tests, you know, they'll, they'll try to get you back to the streets. And it's a win-win situation for them because if you go back to the streets, it's like, oh, well, she was a whole ass bitch anyway. If you stay with them, they get to keep you and that's what they wanted anyway. So it's kind of like a show and prove situation, which I asked him, I said, are you, are you done testing me now? Because first, when I met you, you told me you worked at McDonald's. That's an old school tactic just to see would you fuck with a motherfucker. So that usually signifies that that particular person has a substantial amount of money because they want to know that you're not there. So, again, I don't ask Uncle about his finances. He don't ask me about his. I see him, that motherfucker be riding around here looking like Sanford and sign and shit. But I know that when I ask for a custom-made sculpture, I know he went and got it. I know that if I needed something for business, a place to stay, whatever, he got it. But I don't ask for shit because I don't need the day-to-day shit. So I actually bought Unc a gift for his birthday slash Christmas, but our anniversary is coming up, the one-year, you know, meeting anniversary. Mm. And I can't contain myself because this gift is so thoughtful because I'm a thoughtful bitch. You know, and I also said on the earlier show that I'll get upset with you women because our men are already out here in the world. And to come home to an ungrateful bitch is probably one of the worst things. And I'm not saying ungrateful like the motherfucker didn't have nothing to eat or, you know, the house is dirty. I'm not talking about that. I was in a group with Shannon. Happy birthday to my baby boy, Lonzi, which is Shan's uh, youngest son, my little chocolate baby. That's my nephew. Uh, he celebrated his birthday. He's he's almost done. We got one more year left, and he's he's good. Actually, he should be graduating this year. And um, you know, Auntie got the prom shit on deck. We we got the the tailor ready. And um, Shan had a group called Chocolate Conversations. And in the group, you know, and it, it proved a point. It was a group about men and women relationships. And we were just very honest. We're family. Like when I say like we're family, like it's like. Some of us had never even met each other and was ready to go to bat for each other. That's where, you know, a lot of my family members are people that I call my sister and my family come from. So she asked the question, what are you asking your man for for Christmas? So all these women, and typically, you know, the average woman, she wanted about $1,000 worth of shit, okay? $1,000 worth of shit, Ugg boots. You know, all type, you know, winter Michael Kors this, winter jacket. Not that that's low budget things. It's just that, you know, I don't, I don't ask for shit that I wouldn't be able to provide that motherfucker. So, uh, I could go get the Uggs. I could go like I don't, I don't need you for that, nigga. I need like a building. I need, you know, a fucking a six foot fucking vintage mirror, you know, like brought to my house because I need it. You know, I, mean? I need shit like that. I need a, a vintage typewriter that looks a certain way and it's fucking, you know, $600. I need suicide, the Asian chick's entire fucking collection of, of paintings that she just brought out. Like, you see what I mean? Like, shit like that. And um, asked for, like, $1,000 worth of shit. And then they were like, okay, well, what are you getting him? And if I'm lying, I'm motherfucking flying. Y'all bitches was like, I'm going to get him some socks and underwear with my face on them. But it's not thirty nine I'm going to get him some shit out of things remembered. Now, most times, especially if you have a man that's over the age of 35, give or take, anything he want, he bought it anyway. You know, he did. But you can still be a thoughtful bitch. You can. And um, 
And it's just, it's what, what, you know, what difference does it make? I can see if you didn't have it, but, like, if you're asking for $1,000 worth of shit, like, at least go get him $500 worth of shit. Like, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm a thoughtful bitch, so I bought Uncle Jeff. And I think, I think when he sees it, he'll be, like, misty-eyed. You know, he'll be emotional because it took some thought. Like, it took some thought. It took some planning. It took pulling some strings. You know, and I just, I wanted him to have it. Like, when I saw it, I was like, he has to have one. So we were joking around, and I was like, what do you think your present is? And he's like, a new truck. And I was like, nigga. Now, but here's the thing. I said, we make money together, right? So it is not uncommon for someone, if you had a good quarter, to say, here, you know what I'm saying? Here's a bonus, or here's a gift of my appreciation. I ain't going to hold you. Little Wayne's manager, I forget what the motherfucker's name is. Not his manager, but he owns, like, one of the companies. The motherfucker's rich as fuck. Little Wayne, he bought Little Wayne a Mercedes-Benz McLaren, you know, with the butterfly doors. And this is the part that had me weak. He said, hey, what's the name of the crystal that you like? And he said, Amethyst. He said, I had Amethyst, Geode, crushed up and put in the motherfucking paint on the rim. What? This is what a man did for another man just on some, like, you know, we own cash money, young money, you know, all that other shit. Young money consists of Nicki Minaj, Drake, Lil Wayne. Like, so you know they're getting money. This is very normal. So, you know, I just feel like I told him I was like a truck. A truck ain't nothing but a $600 payment or you go to an auction, get you some 15 rack straight out cash. A truck ain't nothing. Now, does he need a truck? No, because he keeps a truck. But the point of the matter is, is I'm like, that's not that far-fetched to me, especially since I know that if, if and, and this I'm not being funny, like, well, give it a like two years, right? If I said this is, if I went back to the Range Rover dealership that fucking didn't speak to me when I came in there, um, if I went back to that Range Rover dealership and was like, can I get this and this is the payment per month? If we was in a good space, I don't think he would have a problem saying, I'm not going to pay the payment, but I'll give you this amount of money to go get it. Or what, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially if we're making money. So I don't have a problem doing things for him because, and plus I'm just, I'm this way. You know, I give somebody a gift. I don't expect reciprocity, you know, immediately or anything like that. It's just I wanted you to have this, okay? So um, that brings me to the things that made me happy this week. So I like to look at, like, a lot of little young ghetto couples. So, you know, the Cardi B and fucking offset shit, I could have told you that was going to happen. You got a stripper and you got to form a dope boy that got four baby mamas. Talking about he didn't want his wife thinking about what, But you got four baby mamas and, like, a bunch of kids. You built like a cigarette. Don't invite, sir, okay? And apparently this is just whatever. Uh, he got the other baby's mom pregnant again. And, you know, anytime you see a woman leaving peacefully, um, she's done. She ain't slandered this motherfucker. She ain't, you know, because she's tired, right? So the problem is, is like I said before, when y'all be engaging in threesomes and doing all type of shit like that, make sure that you built for that within your marriage, within your relationship. I said before, like I said, and Lisa's laughing at me, and she's like, and you still ain't going to do it. Because I was like, you know, I have to be solid in a relationship because I don't like girls. I'm sorry. I don't like bitches. I don't, there's nothing about, I know what you got. I don't want to be there. I just, I need a manly man, right? However, if I was solid with my dude and we together 10, 20 years and we was in Vegas with wigs on and aliases and fake mustaches and shit, I might let somebody service you well, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, don't touch me. You can't fuck her. Like, so I don't even know what kind of threesome that would be, but it would be like a, a moot point threesome, right? 
but just some visual maybe for you. You know, I'll go to strip club all day. My dudes don't take to the strip club. I don't know why. Chicks love me, and I love chicks, you know. And I'll put the money in your hand and everything. So I just feel like, you know, uh, I was so excited when Ari Fletcher, which is – so to me, she's she's a cute girl. She's had some work done. It's fine. She can afford it. she got the booty, the titties, no waist, whatever. So originally she had a baby to G Herbo. G Herbo is a rapper out of Chicago who dates fabulous, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, daughter, Tayana, to Emily B. And shout out to Emily B. She is expecting her, I think it's third child and second child to uh, fabulous. Mm. So Ari was dating him. It didn't work out. They had a son named Josan. And I'm telling you this because I love hood shit. I love hood romances that work. Cardi and Offset were not going to work because they was, they was calling them the ghetto Bobby and Whitney, but that's not really what it's about because they wasn't doing that type of joke. It was just this shit wasn't going to work out because if you had these type of freak nasty and everything, and this is another lesson to you young people, everything is not based on sex. Everything is not based on sex. Yes, motherfuckers love sex, men love sex, especially Scorpio, man. I tell you, I was married to one. Sex, and, and it's, listen, and he didn't leave her because she don't cook and clean because the part that they left out is she don't cook and she don't clean and she don't fucking have to. That bitch made like fucking $30 million last year. You're not going to cook and clean in your $30 million fucking uh, bank account. I'm not. Because who, who, who the fuck is cleaning a 20,000 square foot house? I'm not fucking doing it. That's one of the reasons I won't get a big-ass house because I'm like, who the fuck going to come in here and clean it? And now I'm mad because you done moved one of my shoes or some shit. All, all 300 pairs of them, you done moved one, I could tell. You see what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. I don't cook, I don't clean, but she made a fact. But let me tell you, I got this ring. She did. A lot of y'all ain't even got a ring. You ain't even got a fucking necklace. You, you ain't got a bracelet. You ain't got nothing. So... You know, I love to see hood couples work it out and then find their language within their relationship. So one of the couples that I watched was Ari when she dated Javante Davis. Now, Javante Davis is a boxer, cutie pie, but that motherfucker crazy. I mean, all, all boxers are crazy. These motherfuckers, they got something wrong. Like, for you to get in a ring and, like, you know, firemen, there's something wrong with y'all motherfuckers. Like, you running into the fire. Like, so a boxer is no different. They all got something wrong. You know, but you know I love Mike Tyson. That's my favorite, so there's that. And um, she was dating Javante Davis. They had a very tumultuous relationship, and I was, like, very concerned. I don't even know this little girl. I mean, she's, like, you know, 25, something like that. And um, he snatched his baby mama out the front row of somebody something in Vegas. And I'm thinking to myself, motherfucker, you just posted a picture of another bitch. So you see the double standard with men. And I remember showing on this, and he's like, oh, but she was in there with another dude. And I'm like, what dude? And so he, like, points to me in the screen. Unk's like, there's a dude right there. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't even see that. But still, motherfucker, you don't come in someplace after you in another relationship snatch it up. So Ari and him would break up and then get back together, and then she'd be in the bed. But he was this this boy, Javante Davis, was very bitch me. You know, he would post, like, derogatory shit about her when they was broke up. And then now, you know, you got to get back with the motherfucker because you have to show the rest of the world that this motherfucker's stupid and y'all back together. So it was just, it was bad. So they end up breaking up, and she meets uh, Moneybag Yo. Now, Moneybag Yo... He's a little Jiminy Cricket type motherfucker, but that motherfucker paid as hell, and he used to be Megan Thee Stallion's um, producer, 
right? So he was her manager and producer, something, and they were in a relationship. So Moneybag Yo, he got a song out right now called I Say Something, you know, and so Javante Davis says some shit like, bitches do, like, tweeted, like, bitches do anything to get attention, and Moneybag Yo tweeted back, because that's his girl now, Irie Fletcher is his girl now, and uh, Moneybag tweeted back, oh, because I thought a motherfucker that couldn't get his bitch back said something, and I was like, oh, shit, like, so you see, and I love to see that. I love to see men defending their woman. Uh, Quavo just defended Sweetie. You know, somebody, I think it was academic, this stupid, bloated ass, fucking puffer fish face motherfucker, just so bitch made. He said something about Sweetie. What can you say about Sweetie? This is an unproblematic cancer queen. So Sweetie's a cancer, and so is Ari Fletcher. So let that be a lesson to you. I'm a cancer too. So cancer women, I don't care what anybody says, we're the best. We're domesticated. We like being in the house. We like having sex with our men. Like doing all the nasty, freaky, disgusting shit that they like to do because that's what we're trying to please you. So we are subservient in certain areas, but that's where our strength lies because in the home. So Quavo had to check academics and he was like, Yo, first of all, don't talk to my girl. She's a female. Come talk to me. You have something you want to say about my bitch? Come, he didn't say my bitch, he said my girl. He said, Come say it to me. And I love to see it. I love to see this. This is chaos magic to me. I love to see it. Check these motherfuckers. Don't, don't, why are you fucking talking to me? And that's what the fuck I'm talking about, right? So back to Moneybag Yo. So Moneybag Yo starts dating Ari Fletcher. The only, it's not funny. The only incident they had was when they said, yo, some, a fan was like, Ari just ran down the street and punched Moneybag Yo dead in his face. And <laughs> it's not funny. I swear to God, it's not. And I was like, yeah, she's a cancer for real. But it's not just that. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But that's the only incident that they had. So um, his birthday, I believe, was the 21st or 27th. So his birthday falls directly on May, on, on May Bun. And so that relationship works because he's very laid back. And she's laid back as long as she's in the house. When she's out in the club, she's dancing. But the reason that a lot of women are able to function like that like, I could go out and I could be crazy and I could be whatever. It's because I know that the motherfucker that I'm with will lay everybody in this place the fuck out. So I get to go and be wild and ratchet. And, you know, if my titty fall out or something, I got, you know, my dude is there to put it back in. That's how it is. And that's how I've always functioned. I've never been in a place. Anytime I'm in a place where the security is not my own dude, like, I'm, I feel uncomfortable to be a VIP. So y'all talk shit like, oh, why you always got to be a VIP? Bitch, because I'm scared of y'all. Like, I don't want no fucking confusion when things happen because you shouldn't have been over this motherfucker. Anyway, y'all know I got stabbed in the face behind some shit like that. This was in an area she wasn't supposed to be. You know, she's popping shit because I know somebody that I used to tutor at Pitt and it turned into a whole situation where now I'm getting jumped, which that didn't even work. It was like fucking, uh, what's his name, Tyson Fury when he fought <laughs> fucking Deontay Wilder. Like, bitch, what? So... Ari Fletcher had a birthday. Let's get back to that. Because these are things that I love to see. I love to see young people in love. I love to see people in love in general. And it's real. And it's what works for them. Right? Fuck what everybody else thinks. It's what works for fucking them. So Sweetie and Quavo, they're super cute. And no problems, no infidelities, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, they party. Their families are, like, all together. I love to see it. My niece is back with her dude. I love to see it. They called me from Miami, and I was like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people have to take a hiatus. All our men act stupid in the fucking summertime, okay? 
You're going to have to accept it. You can beat their ass later, but just accept it because this is the shit that they do. The weather gets warm. They get fucking confused. They be like, oh, this bitch really likes me. She probably smells like piss. We'll flip her. Like, knock it the fuck off. Like, just stop. So that's why right now we are in the midst of cuffing season because now the facades have fallen off or whatever bitches they were talking to in the summertime. I'm an old bitch, so I already know how to gang go. Y'all still be getting your feelings hurt about shit like that. I don't because I'm like, motherfucker, I know – I know my worth and I know my value to this particular person I'm dealing with. So Moneybag, yo, Ari Fletcher had her birthday. I think it was in July. She's a July cancer. She comes outside, and it's so cute because they're they're so authentic. And he got her the orange custom-made Lamborghini truck. And so she's crying, and he's like, you know, because I knew orange was your favorite color, and he was so proud to fucking do it. That's the thing. He was complaining. He was so proud to do it. She broke down in tears. He had put like a hundred and dozen roses in her back seat, which probably fucked up her lovers, but put a hundred dozen roses in the back seat. He's like, baby, take a picture with it. I was like, oh my God, that's so, and it's not because it was a car. It was just because he took the time out to say, okay, she likes orange, wrap this motherfucker in orange. And he had the seats like stitched in orange and like her name. And it's just, he, he put the little personal details in for her birthday. First of fuck of all, they ain't even been, I don't even think they've been together for a year. Okay, that's a $250,000 car. Girl, you go here with your little, get, girl, get it, right? So I knew, because she's a cancer just like Sweetie is, that she was going to go all the fuck out for his birthday. Because it's, it's not even a competition with cancer women. It's just more or less like, this motherfucker takes care of me, so I want to show him, like, I want to really, you know, go all out for him. You know, we be playing a lavish-ass fucking party. You know me. I done had custom cakes and shit made, shit flown in. Like, y'all know, I be doing the most when it's my dude. So, but I know they do it for me, too. So, um, she knows that his birthday's coming. So, she just posted, like, a couple weeks ago where she was like, this man of mine, he's so amazing. She has the son, remember, with Gierbo. And... He went and got the baby, a little baby Lamborghini truck, and wrapped it and has the same rims on it as his mom. And that right there, like, that is so ghetto, but it is so fucking cute to me. That is very cute to me. So, mm, people talk a lot of shit about Ari. Ari be getting to the money. Ari is a college graduate. Um, I don't know what the fuck she graduated in, but I know that she does appearances. She's getting 20, 30 stacks. She just bought her mom, like, a little... um. Mercedes-Benz, like, you know, just like the little, like, not the GLS, the little, like, you know, teardrop um, car or truck for uh, Christmas and shit, and she's like, no, mommy, this is yours. So I knew Moneybag Yo's birthday was coming up because it was leading up to it. They all went out to Vegas, and Vegas, believe it or not, is very small. And so, you know, she booked them, you know, uh, fucking dinner at Maestro's and shit like that, and it's just, it was, it was amazing. So here's where it gets really fucking cute. And I was like, oh, my God, I just love ghetto love. So there's a there's footage of him sitting in the back of this car, and the fucking seats look like a baby's ass. Like, they look so soft. And they're ivory with the black trim. So I'm like, oh, that's the inside of a Maybach. And um, Ari bought Moneybag Yo a fucking Maybach for his fucking birthday. Two-tone joint, rimmed it out, had the fucking pillows and everything in it. This man was so motherfucking shocked that he was just sitting in the car. And you could just see, like, that he was so appreciative. Like, he got out the car, sat on the ground, and was like, yo, he was like, 
I just remember when I was eating Vienna sausages, and he was like, now I'm in the Maybach. My girl bought me this. Be appreciation. And she was like, babe, you know, you're welcome, da, da, da. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. You ain't got to compete with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? They ain't competition to show each other how much they love each other. And even if this shit don't work out, you could tell that they legitimately, he take that girl with him everywhere the fuck he go. So y'all could sit there and talk about how she ain't cute, she ain't this. Man, listen, he fixed her dental. He fixed her dental plan. Okay, she flew out to Columbia with him, Dr. Montoya. That's who the fuck is going to do my teeth when the time is right. I want all 32 done. I don't want the fucking 12 special. <laughs> 12 fucking teeth in the front. Fuck that. I want. Get all 32 of these motherfuckers, even if you can't see them. Drill these bitches down. And he bought her some new teeth and shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. And Ari just bought herself a Bentley. You know, so it doesn't matter how she's getting money. She's got endorsement deals. She's got all type of shit going on. She's fucking with uh, Shane Justin. He does a lot of her clothes. Her and Jada, who dates, I think it's Little Baby or The Baby, whatever. She's a cutie pie, too. She brags too much, but she's a cutie pie. Um, but I love to see, like, especially, you know, you know, young black people just enjoying each other, enjoying the fruits of their labor, especially during harvest. Um, Moneybag Gill's birthday fell on May bomb, which is when you start to st- that you literally are seeing the uh, seeds that you sowed. So that's why the show is called May May bond and the Maybach. But he was so fucking appreciative, and Ari hypes this motherfucker up. I remember one time she had a tweet, and I don't even be following these people on Twitter. And she had a tweet, and she was like, "Yo, I was gone from my man for like a week, and then as soon as I seen him, he flooded me out. This is so crazy, y'all." And that's their language. You know, she basically saying, my man fucked the shit out of me because I ain't seen him for seven days. You know, doing all that. that. That's what she's supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be trusting each other with your bodies and exploring and not cheating and being dirty dick motherfuckers. Like, there is no, you're not winning if you're fucking a bunch of bitches. You're fucking up your pee, you're fucking your urethra, and then you're fucking up her pH balance. You know what I'm saying? Now she's walking around smelling like fucking Oscar the Grouch and shit. Like, this, that shit pisses me off. Monogamy is cool. And even if you're not going to be monogamous and you have, like, you a little friend on the side, whatever, whatever, motherfucker, please be going again, tested. I need to see blood work. I need to see something. When was the last time you been to the doctor? Like, the fuck out of here. So that was one of the things that made me happy this week, in addition to the Emmy Awards that got doled out for Dave Chappelle, for Insecure, for fucking Zendaya. Zendaya deserved that. And if y'all listened to the show when I first started watching Euphoria with my child, with my son, I was, every time I saw that show, I just would look at my son like, do I need to punch you in your fucking throat? Because, like, these kids are just doing the most. And if you're a parent, you're not paying attention, that could be your kid. And so Zendaya won a fucking Emmy. Fucking Regina King won her, like, sixth Emmy. So, of course, because of the Black Lives Matter movement, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. They had to let all the black people win this year. Like, they had to. They, you know, this is just America saying, I'm sorry. And they earned whatever the fuck they got, but it was just, it was hands down, no competition. But those are things that made me happy this week. It made me happy to look at, you know, um, Tracy Ellis Ross's beautiful, I think it was a Voltaire, uh, gold, LeMay, ruffled fucking dress, like, in her backyard. You know, it made me happy that Issa Rae rented out some fucking football or baseball stadium so that her and the cast of Insecure could enjoy the Emmy party. So these are little things that made me happy. It made me happy that I was able to express my feelings towards somebody. And here's the thing, whether they get reciprocated or not, and I had to answer a question similar to that in Dear Auntie where I said, you know, the greatest thing about 
love is being in it at the same time and at the same frequency. So I think that that's why it's so special when you see, especially young people, you know, because old people, we forget shit. But, you know, young people, you're like, oh, you just buckle up, bitch. <laughs> you just wait, you know, until the doctor visits happen or, you know, whatever, and babies come and everything else. So I'm just always happy to see love, which is the highest vibration, and sex, which is the highest ritual, combined. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I love to see it. I don't care how ghetto they are. And, you know, you got these hater-ass bitches in the comments, like, oh, so they just leasing each other cars. Well, so the fuck, what if they did? Beyonce dad just did a motherfucking thing for, I think it was a black enterprise, where he was like, I lease all my cars. He said, I had a Rolls Royce. I had this. He said, first of all, I don't drive my cars. You know, because when you're traveling or when you're on tour or when you're, you know, in different cities, you don't drive your real cars. And he was like, so I don't put that many miles on. So, like, Beyonce's dad, who was her motherfucking manager, so we know she's worth a billion. Matthew knows is worth some money. This motherfucker leasing cars. That's not a that's not a bad thing. That's not something I do because I travel, so my car is used, you know, for delivery and shit like that. But, you know, if, if I didn't travel nowhere and I was just, like, chilling, like, yeah, I probably would lease a car. And not just that, let's keep a G. Y'all act like to lease a car like you can have a 580 credit score because you can't. Bitch, you got a minimum have, I think this is 745, okay? So whether she leased that motherfucker to car and she's paying a $7,000 a month, no, because that's, that's about what she would have to pay, and she probably had to put 50 racks down, that man is in bliss about that car, okay? And if you have it to do, do it. My mom used to always tell me, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Somebody want to give you something, you take it and you say thank you. If you want to give somebody something, don't give it with the premise of, I'm giving this, like, I'm not giving Unc this gift because I assume that he's going to do something back for me. He knows that he needs to make Christmas probably extra special because he fumbled on my fucking birthday. But other than that, I can't even think of nothing that I want right now because, I, you know, anything little thing that I want, I already got it. So I don't know. But the point of the matter is keep your vibrations to an all-time high within the next few weeks because we're seeing, you know, people go free for killing us. We're seeing you know, a pandemic where the kids are confused about what's going on in school. We're seeing um, couples breaking up that didn't make the motherfucking quarantine, and it makes you wonder, like, was y'all, did y'all really love each other? You know, just there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened. Um, So I wanted to um, come back and do a show about that because I feel like I was being censored by the gods for uh, (laughs) – for saying the shit that I said about the district attorney down in uh down in uh Kentucky. Um and they may have been in poor taste, but I don't give a fuck about that either because I feel like he he just it's just too much, sir. And um he did nothing. You had the power to do something and you did nothing. So it's the same thing in relationships. If you have the power to make somebody smile, you have the money to make somebody happy, then you should just go do it without worrying about are they, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they going to um, give it back to me? You know, because, I mean, I think a Lamborghini, I think a Maybach for a Lamborghini is a good deal, you know. And I love the fact that if they do argue, the press don't know about it. You know, and that that's a valuable tool. You know, and she wasn't like this in the other relationships she was in. She was chaotic. Um And she said, she was like, you know, I'm the type of girl, you got to snatch me up every now and again. You got to you know, put me in my place, you got to let me know, like, you know what I'm saying? She said, if you don't 
let me know. I feel like you don't care about me. And I remember being, and I think that's why I'm so, you know, I, I adore her so much is because she reminds me of myself back in the day. Just fucking crazy, jumping out of fucking cars, singing in the back seat, drinking. Like, it's just too much. Oh, oh, the way she dresses, little bikini tops, it's like fucking bell bottom pants and fucking loose tight shoes. That's, that's, that's the way of the world. So, I want to leave you guys with something because this is my second show. I'm fucking exhausted. I just got off work. I'm having me a little cocktail, and then I have to make my son's lunch so he can get up in the morning at 6, and then I have to be attentive enough to be able to get him up. So my job don't never stop. But I wanted to give you guys some things to take advantage of in the next week before my bond closes, and that is gratitude. Um, I've been seeing a lot lately where people think that abundance is, um, how can I put it? You, you get to have abundance just because you left some shekels on your fucking altar or you did, that's not how abundance works. So when you have a poverty lifestyle and that's how you choose to live and you choose to say, I don't have this and I don't have that when I save up to get this and save up to get that, that energy resonates. Whereas if you have the attitude of like, like everything in my studio, I saw it in the studio a, a year before I even found the studio. You know, I knew what I wanted this place to look like. I knew what I wanted it to smell like. I knew what I, you know, what kind of knives I wanted. And that's a blessing. So I just, you know, I take on certain things and then I look at it and then I say like, oh, wow, just five minutes ago I thought that I couldn't afford that and now I can't. So I already have an abundance mindset to say, okay, this is what we're going to do this quarter. This is what we're going to do in this next year and how do I get to that place? You cannot have uh, a piss-poor work ethic and piss-poor reciprocity towards people that have been good to you and think that you will be abundant. Abundance sometimes comes from doing things for people that can never repay you. You will be blessed for that. So I want to leave you guys with one of my favorite songs from Queen and Slim. Um, And, you know, when you have two people collide with each other in the same realm at the same time, and there's this undeniable energy, I won't say soulmate shit because I know I have different theories on Twin Flame and all that other shit. You have to let things die organically. You cannot, and sometimes, I, you know, listen, I'm a psychopath. I'll wake up one day and I just don't like a motherfucker no more. And that's just it. And it's not, you know, so that's why when I become enamored with somebody, I'm usually very attached to them and I don't want to let them go because I'm like, no, this isn't done yet. So like my relationship was completely done. I wouldn't fuck with him. It would be very easy because like, I'm fucking crazy. Like it would be easy for me to be like, oh, all right, I'm done. But when you have two people that collide, and they compliment each other, and there's no drama, and there's no fucking stress, and everything is being done led with love, I think that that is one of the best unions that you can ever get. So I salute all the young couples, all the old couples, all the people that made it through fucking quarantine alive, (laughs) you know, and in your right mind, I salute y'all because I'm telling you right now, so many couples folded because perhaps maybe or maybe not they went that far. Flying down a path 
Uh-huh. 